Hello everyone and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite all-queer cast Starfinder podcast. I'm Steph, your resident chief medical mystic. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the Experience Points Network podcasts, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Wish you could hang out with all of us at a con? Well, if you become a patron on Patreon, you could make that happen. We're grateful to everyone who is already a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash experience points. Stay tuned after the episode for some more announcements. This episode of Experience Points is super special. It's the first of two parts of a GM swap with our sister cast, Roll to Fail. Callie leads Britt, Kelrick, Kenny, and I playing Skittermanders through the Paizo Starfinder module, Skittershot. How will we handle this sudden shift? Well, you'll just have to keep listening to find out. On episode 43, Skittershot Part 1. Greetings, Skittermanders, and welcome to a very special episode of Experience Points, your favorite all-queer Starfinder podcast. And today, we have partnered up with our sister podcast, Roll to Fail, for a GM swap series of episodes. Without further ado... I am Callie. I'll be running the Skittershot campaign from Paizo. I'll be jamming this episode. Hopefully we can survive the experience. Um, you can listen to both of these and see how each crew has uniquely managed to screw everything up. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Kelrick, and I will not be playing Angus today. Today I will be playing a Skittermander Mystic Priest, level two, named Decoyo. And I'm still workshopping a voice, so I'll be here to help all day. And I am Britt, and I am going to be uh, switching gears, ha ha ha, because I'm a mechanic, uh, to <laughs> a Xenoseeker envoy named Gazigaz, or Gazigaz. I haven't figured it out yet, but I will figure it out by the time we start talking. And I am Kenny, and I am not going to be playing your paranoid piloting Absco Cash today. I'm going to be playing uh, a six-armed Skittermander named Nako, who is a spacefarer soldier who has a drum. Hello, I'm Steph, and I will not be playing your chief medical mystic this week. I am Quonks, our scholar mechanic skitter friend. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Woo! Gee, folks, let's do this. This is going to be super fun. <laughs> Callie is going to destroy us. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um Nina, oh good i'll be driving fantasy grounds you'll be telling me how to drive which okay so i'll be backseat driving this is perfect i'm very good at that um <laughs> would you load the emerald empyrean map so we can see the lovely ship we will be invading slash rescuing mostly invading <laughs> um i'm gonna read an read the opening text crawl thing cool. when you do that. Uh, just quick background, you are four skater manners serving uh, as as uh, partners of a, um, a Vesk salvage company uh, run by one Vesk named Nako Nechkin, um, which is going to be real fun to pronounce on the fly repeatedly. 
and you have responded to a distress signal deep in the outer reaches of space, far away from any known areas, coming from a ship known as the Emerald Empyrean, a ship launched by Trendsetter Excursions, a travel company, too much affair and applause, uh, touted as being the first ship with a um, definitely not out-of-control AI. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, suddenly, for some reason, there's a distress signal from it. So, go ahead and read the opening text here. It began as a dull day aboard the Clutch, Nakanechkin's salvage-only ship and your home for the past year or so. Your boss, Devesk Nakanechkin, brought the ship out of packed world space into some of the void beyond, looking for derelict space stations or the remains of a forgotten starship battle to get through. Suddenly, with a buzzing chime, the ship's computers registered a starship drifting in the region. Nakanechkin rushed to the captain's console and initiated a scan. An image of the target ship appeared on screen, a large, ornate, green starship with brass accents. It looks abandoned and ill-suited to be so far away from the packed worlds. Nakonechkin quickly pulled on his spacesuit and grabbed a set of all-purpose tools. This looks like an easy enough job. You lot stay here and keep an eye on the clutch. Try not to repair anything while I'm away. I should be back in a couple of nanoseconds. He nods curtly and cycles the airlock to float over to the derelict ship. Two hours later, Nakonechkin has not returned, nor is he picking up his comlink. Something must have gone terribly wrong, and you are the skittermanners for the job. <laughs> um, so you're starting on the clutch. You're about, uh, you're close in space terms, but you're about three or 400 feet away from the Emerald Empyrean. You will need to spacewalk, uh, in this case, space drift across the gap to the other ship to board it. Okay, so uh, the four of you are in the clutch. You are several hundred feet away from the Emerald Empyrean. Your armor suits that you have on your person at all times, because apparently Skittermanders sleep in their armor for some reason, um, have space EVA functionality. So you're able to uh, flip up a little bubble around your heads, breathe air. You have plenty of time, several hours worth of air. Uh, because it's going to be a totally benign and safe travel from ship to ship, you don't have to worry about anything other than just having fun. Um, who wants to lead the excursion? I think we're ready to go. So we we should we should head on out. We should we should explore the ship. Um, there is the uh, at the something that that uh did before leaving the ship was to scan the emerald empyrean um if you are so inclined you may use the clutch's basic scanners to uh maybe try and get some information about what's going on in the ship i will do a computer's check sure let me what you get 15. Ooh. okay you uh get some some good information so the emerald empyrean it's a modified heavy freighter, but it is armed with a forward-facing heavy weapon and small turret weapon. Uh, the only ways to enter the ship are through two airlock doors. Um, the one is, uh, there's a fore and an aft. The fore airlock is uh, completely sealed shut, um, but the aft airlock appears to be uh, something that you can get through. Uh, furthermore, uh, it's noted as in the registry as owned by Trendsetter Excursions, a company based off the planet Verses. And uh, your scan reveals that there is enough power to uh, power life support inside 
but there is not enough power to power engines, guns, or any other major systems like that. You're min reading very minimal uh, life signs aboard. Can I find our Vesk leader? Uh, you do find life signs, although it is indeterminate which little dot on the map might be Nakronechkin. Well, it looks like they don't have a lot of power. Um, they really can only have life support going, so that at least they can't attack us. And there are two ways on the ship. But, uh, you know, you're very good with the technology, so you'll be able to get it, right? If we go over there, we'll just go fix it. Everything will be great. I mean, in theory. I mean, I mean now now is our moment. We we have got to go over there and save Nakonechkin. Um, it is no small task to jump from ship to ship, but fortunately the technology at this level of um, uh, tech in your ship makes it possible. So you're able to enter your airlock, the pressure equalizes or the lack of pressure equalizes between your airlock and the empty void of space. And as the door slides open, you are uh, faced with a 300 foot gap across empty space, but you can see very clearly the green ship, the Emerald Empyrean waiting for you, almost uh, lying in wait. It would be um, not too difficult to jump from this airlock on a proper trajectory to land, at least on the Emerald Empyrean. Now, once you get there, uh, getting into the airlock will be a different task. What I do need, though, is as you float lazily across the cosmos towards the Emerald Empyrean, you notice some uh, sparks uh, coming off the ship. And as you get a little bit closer, you realize they're not just sparks, but they are micrometeoroids striking the outside of the ship and exploding. Uh, they are too small to damage the ship, but they are not too small to damage you. And I do need a DC-13 reflex saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> Straight one. <laughs> eh, no problem. I got this. All right, those of you who passed uh, 13 or higher are going to take, uh, let's see, six damage. Anybody who got under 13 will take a full 13 damage from this micrometeoroid. Starting things off with a bang. I promise I'm not trying to kill you. Remember, I didn't write this. You can't hold me responsible. <laughs> <laughs> As you uh, survive this storm of all these tiny, tiny little objects pinging off the hull of the ship, uh, it passes quickly as, as most meteoroid showers do in space. And you're left with a, uh, an airlock. Um, it is lit. Um, the emergency lighting is on. It is, excuse me, well lit. And uh, there is a uh, computer terminal just to the right of the airlock that is glowing uh, softly. Okay, looks like this is a job for me. And Quonks is gonna go over and open the airlock. Uh, the the job for the, the hacker Skittervander is simply to press a button. And when you do, the door opens. You're able, all four of you, to step safely a little battered, but none the worse for wear, into the airlock of the Emerald Empyrean. Um, like the first thing that Gazi Gaz is going to do is just like fix his hair and like retidy up his beard. Very important. Very important. Uh, there is a uh, inner door, and once the pressures equalize, it opens. As you uh, step through, you step into a square chamber. Uh, it's got very little in the way of furnishings. Uh, the walls and ceilings are very clean and, and pleasing white. The floor is a silver metal. There are four cages stacked in the two forward corners of the room. And there's a heavy door that leads into, oh, the heavy door is the airlock that you came through. And there's a flickering holographic sign reading, welcome guests above the door to your starboard. So right in front of you. 
although it is flickering. So some of the letters are uh, not doing so well. So it actually spells out welcome guts. Well, that is very friendly. Uh, I'm happy that we're here. It it seems like this could be a lot of fun, but I'd rather we find Nako Nechkin first rather than, than, than we can have fun. Well, of course, but we can always, you know, dream about the interior decorating that we can do while we go find him. Uh, it's it's quite fancy. I just want to fix the spelling errors. I think the walls could be a nice, maybe a puce, and then we get some good, uh, some lounging sofas, yes. Guts can be welcoming, I'm just saying. I mean, As... if you're going for a horror decor. <laughs> As you walk into the room, a uh, camera swivels and points at you, and you hear a... Uh, deep robotic voice come over a PA. Uh, says, Error! Pets must be placed in approved carriers before boarding the Emerald Empyrean. Initiating containment protocols. A small uh, hatch in the ceiling opens me. up. We are not pets! Did somebody bring a pet? I want to see a pet. I really like those little fuzzy things. I only brought my drum. I didn't bring any pets. Three security robots fall out of the hatch in the ceiling and ready dangerous-looking weapons in your direction. Um, oh, hello, new friend. Have you seen a large vest? He's a, he's a large vest named Nako Nechkin. Can I deactivate them using my rank? <laughs> can I hack into the system and deactivate it? Uh, if um, you can get to a computer terminal, you can. But also, we do need a map and three robots so that we can run our combat here. <laughs> there it be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm working on like six different things and suddenly I'm so intimidated I cannot come up with a voice to save my soul. <laughs> oh! I've got nothing. I've said nothing because I've got nothing. I don't know what happened. So far, we're a crew of three. <laughs> so far. And I'm just trying to keep up with moving stuff around and running fantasy grounds. Look, Everything. robots. Everything's fine. Everything's great. It's fine. The robots don't seem to respond to your um, diplomacy or, or charm or, or skittermander wiles and uh, <laughs> instead continue on their course of action. Um, who is our uh, quonks? You're our engineer. You do recognize these, these arc emitters on their front are not the lethal variety. It appears that these robots are solely for the purpose of corralling escaped loose pets. Great. And um, I guess let's go ahead and enroll some initiative because we're going to be starting combat as soon as you get in the ship, uh, which is always exciting. Robots swoop towards uh, the skitter banners, and Gazagaz is the first to spring into action. Wait a minute. You mean we are the pets? That is just rude. Everyone, get that one in the middle. Uh, thus activating Gerum, which is an envoy improvisation. I'm pointing at the one in the middle, and everyone has a plus one morale bonus to attack rolls made against it. Get up on I think that I one in particular. Right. I think I did that right. This is good. A... <laughs> uh, and then, because uh, that's my move action, I am going to uh, shoot it with my arc pistol. I like it. Let's see how that works out. I'm not very good at shooting historically. 14. Don't you know it? That's just enough to hit. Okay. <laughs> Two damage. This is electrical damage? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. You hit um, and deal a total of four damage to the middle observer class security robot. Uh, it recoils in 
And what would be surprise or pain if it could feel such things, but really just registers as mild disappointment. And uh, we pass along to Nako and Dakota. Uh, Nako's like, I don't know about pets, but I asked about Nako Nejkin. And they approach and they swing their Doshko at the middle one. Awesome. Also, as a fun note, Skittermanders take their names one syllable at a time as they grow older. Um, so it's very possible that Nakoyo has taken parts of their name from Nekonechkin. Uh, in fact, they did. How lovely. I um, hope he doesn't die. <laughs> Ooh. That is a 24. Well, look, it did it automatically. Fantastic. That's a hit. Roll some damage. For nine damage. For nine damage. Whew. The heavy one. Um, yeah, so you swing the axe upward and catch it right in the in the bottom of its metal plating and kind of burn a hole uh, where some of the, the vital wiring is, and it begins to spark and, and sputter, and the speech comes um, broken as it continually drones on and on about escaped pets. Um, Dequeo. I don't think these are our new friends, people. There you go. Perfect. And I'm going to attempt to cast a spell called telekinetic projectile on security robot see if this works and i miss it's a miss what do you throw with your telekinetic powers at the robot one of the cages one of the cages cage and so fling it at a robot definitely bolted to the floor but you can fling <laughs> almost anything else in the room okay uh, but you did miss so we'll say it's a uh Maybe a, a, a welcome package that they give to the new boarders of this luxury thing. So it bursts on the wall and showers a, uh, a mix of flowers and, and candies and fine champagnes all over the floor. Um, Did you say candies? <laughs> candies. Oh, no. So many candies. And they're all just behind the security bots. Speaking of the bots, it is, in fact, their turn. And uh, seeing as that there is an offending pet right in the middle of two of them, both of them are going to fire with their static arc pistols. Um, and one's going to crit. No! And the other one is going to get a 13 uh, against your EAC. Is that a hit as well? I believe that's a miss, but let me see. EAC is 14. Nice. Ooh, close. But that was a crit. I won't sound too excited about it, but you're going to be taking a total of five non-lethal damage. So this just goes to your stamina. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, I got 13 hit points, uh, or I got oh, right. hit by, for 13, so that uh, goes into my max HP by Meteorites. two. By two. Okay. You uh, you take the uh, the static shocks to the fur, and it kind of dissipates into the floor, but other than that, um, you feel a little maybe fuzzy and energetic. That's about it. Uh, the one on the, the eastern side of the room is going to uh, raise to the top, the very top of the uh, the ceiling, and then fire a small canister right at the feet of Quonks. And this canister is going to beep menacingly. We will pass the turn to Quonks. <laughs> beep. <laughs> beep. Okay. Um, is it a grenade? Can I like deactivate grenade? Okay, I'm going to chuck it right back at him. Okay. <laughs> give me a, uh, just give me a uh, uh, ranged attack. So you're, you're uh, basically your ranged attack roll. We'll see. Okay. You managed to get it where you're trying to aim. <laughs> For the five. 
for a total of five. So give me a, uh, now please give me a uh, D8 roll and we'll see which direction it goes. Um, oh God. One being the top right of, or the north word. So it's going to go straight behind the robot, which is actually probably the best outcome you could hope for. <laughs> uh, because that actually does take it out of uh, burst range of your friend uh, currently beating on things with an ax. Um, that I will allow as a action if you would like to move um, and then... Uh, Excuse me, as a as a I played too many systems as a bonus or incidental, whatever the free action is. Um, so you may take your turn as normal. Um, the okay. grenade beeps a little bit more sullenly from across the room this time. Can I see a computer terminal? Yeah, there is one on the wall. Um, uh, actually, it's right behind you. Um, there's one there for the airlock, and there's another more general purpose one uh, straight across the room next to the door leading out into the hallway. Through all the security bots. Through all the security bots. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, in that case, I am going to shoot the fool. And I like it. And see what happens. And are you going for the middle one or one of the? Yeah, I'm going to go for the middle one. Um, pile on that damage. Unfortunately, ten. that is a miss. That's a miss. But, you well. kind of do a, a Babe Ruth point, like you're you're sure you're going to land this shot, and it just goes wildly to the side and uh, makes a scorch mark in the uh, wall just behind Now, admittedly, it is plus one, so it should be an 11 instead of a 10. Which is still <laughs> not a hit, unfortunately. But it is an 11, and that is noted. Um, <laughs> we'll take all the way back to the start for Gazagaz. It is your turn again. So far, nothing has really changed, except there is a small round object in the corner beeping. Okay, but... um. Uh, Nako looks pretty messed up, right? Yeah. You know, judging from the battering from the micrometeoroids and now getting tased by the security bots, uh, not looking great. Nako's not having a good day. <laughs> but you're still kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Then Gazigaz is going to slide up behind Nako and with... The right-hand side of all of his arms is going to pat Nako on the back. You're not looking so good, my friend, but don't worry. We'll get these robots. It'll be fine. And uh, do Inspiring Boost, which Cover some stamina. is complicated. Uh, two plus my... Uh, where's my thing? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, so six. Ooh, okay. Six uh, stamina points. I'm, I'm going to go at them all six. All six. <laughs> uh, and that is that is all that you guys can do. Okay. Uh, then we will pass to uh, Nako. Thanks, Gazzy Gaz. Oh, what? No problem. However you pronounce your name. The red one with the big stick. That's the one we're going to go to. Nako. Nako. And uh, they're, they're going to keep on keeping on. Going in all six. Ooh. That's an all six roll. That is a 25 to hit, which is undoubtedly a hit. Roll some damage for me. All right. Down. Seven damage is enough. You bring the uh, flame or the ember doshko straight up and cleave it straight in half. And both halves fall to the ground with metallic clang, smoking slightly. Well done. One bot down, two to go. Uh, Nako's then going to take a five foot behind the other um, sentry robot. Take a position behind the other one. X at the ready. Yukoyo. Good job, Nako. And again with the spell casting. We'll see how it goes. Ooh. That's a hit. With a 19. 
Woohoo! You want to throw that cage this time? <laughs> yeah, this time I want to rip that cage out of the ground. Yeah, you rip that cage out of the ground. All right, bat him. One whole point. Boom. <laughs> One whole point of damage. <laughs> you fling, you summon all of your skittermandery telekinetic power and fling this cage, ripping it from the very ground it is bolted to, and it bounces somewhat harmlessly off the metal carapace of the security robot. Um, love her, not a fighter. Would you like to move? No, it doesn't really matter where I move to, actually, does it? Because we're all in the range of grenades, so I will move all the way over to the left by the arrow. As far away from the grenade as you can get. Yes. (laughs) Smart idea, because it is now the turn of the robots and the grenade detonates. Um, This is a uh, entangling grenade. So um, all things within 10 feet, which at this point is only the robot that fired the grenade, are going to make a DC 10 reflex save. (laughs) Robot, wrong thing, this thing. Ooh. Uh, Probably because it's hovering off the ground, but... (laughs) Foot radius around where that grenade was thrown uh, by the quick thing of quonks is now coated in a gluey kind of tacky substance on the ground. And then uh, the robot kind of regards this uh, this turn of events and decides that the best course of action is to try again and will launch a grenade uh, towards Gazagaz, which is going to land in your square. So you now, Gazagaz, have a uh, beeping small tube uh, at your feet. Uh, welcome to uh, the hot potato module, apparently, of Starfinder. <laughs> and uh, we will pass to Quonks. Yes, I guess. Pass it to me. Quonks, what is this thing? Get rid of it. Throw it, it back at them. Throw it back at them. To me. Oh. To me. You don't. You don't want it. It's super noisy. Look at what it did to the floor. I mean, I don't think I want it, but. I'm right by the, the airlock. I'll throw it out. Well, I can't move right now. It's not my turn. <laughs> uh, is the airlock still open? <laughs> the inner airlock door is. Um, and, oh, uh, that that could be a plan. Sounds like it's the beginnings of a plan. Sounds Quarks, like the beginning. I think it's a good plan. Uh, but first, I am going to shoot the security robot. That's a hit. Are you sure? Are you sure as hell shoot it? Let's get some damage <laughs> on that bot. You're going for the western or the eastern bot? Western. All's quiet on the western front, except that it takes some damage. Um, as you, what, what type of gun does Quonks have? I have a azimuth laser. Ooh, the classic. Yep. The equivalent of the uh, starting short, short sword from 5e. Um, the red beam from your pistol uh, cuts a nice dime-sized hole right through the center of the robot, but it does not appear to have hit any vital circuitry as it maintains current task of trying to force all of you into small cages <laughs> to corral the pet outbreak. The waiting room. Um, Gazagaz, it is now your turn. Uh, so Gazagaz is going to pick up the the strange object. I don't I don't understand, but but okay, and and toss it at uh, Decoyo. 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 Sure. Well, I'm. There you go. Here, so. Oh, thank you. Um, hmm. Jimmy. Hope. Oh, <laughs> that works. And um, and since. Since he is right beside uh, that, actually, what sort of action would the toss have been? Um, are you for the grenades? These are all incidentals. These are largely flavor. Okay, great. Then, um, then what I'd really like to do is have guys, you guys, back up. Closer uh, to the like, grenade. Okay. Well, just <laughs> for shooting. Um, 
just sort of back up because he was facing the way. So just like kind of hop back and then shoot uh, robot three with my arc pistol. I don't have a bonus. It's a 14. It's a hit. It's a beats it. Uh, so for uh, one, mm-hmm. like electricity <laughs> damage is doubled up. So it takes two damage. Blink, blink. And that was and the Western one? The Eastern yeah, three. One. Yeah, yes. Cool. Okay. So that's it for me. All right. Yeah, the, the electric shock kind of dissipates over its over its shell, um, and it continues about its tasks. Nako. I don't know what kind of pleasure ship this is, but we, we really just want to find our crewmate. So uh, am I going to ask again, where is Nako Nechkin? Never. And... Input not recognized. Corralling <laughs> pets. Uh, 21. Oh, that's a hit. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> As they're inquiring with their Floyd Doshko. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Eleven. Yep. <laughs> it is uh yeah, you you cut off an important looking part of the robot. And it seems displeased by this and begins to spin around in a circle and beep uh erratically. Uh we will pass to DeCoyo. I will take the grenade that's in my hand uh-huh. and gently Oh, so gently, as only a being that has helped things come to life can do to the airlock. And then I will close the door. There's a, uh, <laughs> an excellent move. Um, that will be your move action, though you may take a normal action this turn. Oh, if you would like. heck yeah. Then I will telekinetic projectile at the one that just took that big hit. Yeah. What are you going to throw this time? Have a cage? <laughs> Are you going to throw its part back at it? Yes, I'm going to pick up its <laughs> yes. own part and ram it back up into it. <laughs> I'm trying to fix it. You look hurt. Let me help. That's fantastic. So Nako cuts off a part from this robot and uh, go ahead and roll your d6 of damage. The part falls to the ground, but right before it hits the ground with the clang, it's picked up by this telekinetic power and flung straight up and into the security robot, which... Um, According to my log, does kill it. So we can take that one off the table. There is one security robot left, and it is its turn. And it is going to look at the fallen bodies of its uh, former comrades and experiencing nothing because it's a heartless machine attack. Maybe <laughs> uh, um, a ranged uh, fort. Oh, excuse me. Um, does a 23 hit your EAC? It does. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. Um, and uh, you're going to take four damage. Uh, okay. Non-lethal, electric. And uh, that is about all it's going to do. It's going to stay. I mean, these aren't very intelligent robots. It's going to stay kind of hovering in the corner, just taking pot shots at small creatures, as it does. And we'll pass the quonks. Okay. Um, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> And Quox is going to shoot at it again. Oh, good roll. That's a hit. Seven damage to the eastward robot, robot <laughs> or whatever it is. It is sparking and, and not looking very good. Um, and we'll pass the gas at gas. That was a very good shot, Quox. Everyone, there's only one left. Let's get that one. There go. Get it. There, get, get him. So I'm going to shoot it. Old move. Uh, that'll be a 14. But with your get him, that's going to make it. So go ahead and roll some damage. Nice. Come on, come on, come on. of it working intentionally. That's plus four damage to it with your electric arc pistol. 
and uh, it is not looking it's not looking great. Um, there's there's bits hanging off of it. It's uh, sparking and smoking a bit, and uh, we'll pass to Nako. Uh, so Nako uses its move action to uh, or uses their move action to take out their small auto uh, semi-auto tactical pistol. They're gonna say. All right, this is the last time. I just need to know where Nako Nechkin is. That's a miss. That's a nine. Yep. Shot goes wide and hits one of the uh, uh, boxes lying in the wall. Uh, nothing as interesting as candy and champagne pops out this time. And unfortunately, it's just a missed attack. Decoyo, it is your turn. So much for aggressive negotiations. Negotiations, for sure. I do not like all these grenades. I am done with you. And I run up. And I'm gonna hit them with my staff. Ooh, okay. Like <laughs> that that sounds right, right? That's what. They bap do. him and bap it with the, uh, with the stick. <laughs> That's a hit. Apparently, this is what you needed to do because you successfully bap the robot. Let's see how bad you bap it. Not not very great. More of like, like uh, one damage, so it's more of like a like an exploratory poke. Um, but it is damage, and damage leads up to dead robots. Um, yes. On the turn of the robots, there was a muffled explosion from the airlock, <laughs> by, quickly by a, a wet splat as the big blue material coats the inside of the airlock. And uh, the robot will aim its uh, archimeter straight down at the uh, offending bapper and take a <laughs> shot. And that's going to be a solid uh, 13 to your EAC. My EAC is... Oh, it's 13. Oh, it's it. And that's going to be non-lethal of four points of damage, electric, non-lethal. That being said, uh, we come to Quonks. We have one final robot, heavily injured, damaged. And uh, currently trying to shoot all of your friends. What do you have to say about this, Quonks? You are not a nice robot. I want to take you apart and make you better. Oh, Oh, nice. And take it apart, you shall. Don't even bother rolling damage. Just tell me how you're going to kill this robot. <laughs> Can I do something really ridiculous? Like World jump on its face and start ripping it apart? You like, are a tiny, powerful deity in this small room. Nice. Do what your will desires. <laughs> yeah, so she totally like runs over, jumps up on the box, and jumps on its face, rips open a panel, and starts pulling its guts out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, you piece of crap! How dare you hurt my friends? And with a, uh, a tonally decreasing boob, it shuts down, it falls to the ground, and we are out of combat. Um, as soon as the uh, last robot is destroyed, you hear a another robotic voice come over the intercom, although this one is much more uh, soothing. Attention passengers, this is M2, your ship's artificial intelligence. Scans indicate that a handful of pets have escaped their cages and are running loose. If you spot one of these errant animals, please con- con- contact the, the nearest porter robot. Thank you. Boop, and shuts off. <laughs> there is a door leading from the room. And only one door. So much choice. Can can we uh, take a minute and and just rest where we're at? Because uh, I'm I'm feeling kind of tired. Oh yeah, you don't look so good. Uh, so uh, I think we should sit here for about ten minutes, and I'm gonna spend this <laughs> afternoon. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. If, I need to sit. If they're going to rest, I'm going to try to see what I can get out of this stupid computer. Who is spending uh, resolve points? 
I am. Okay, so we got... Uh, Nako as well. Nako and Dequoyo. Okay. Gazi will whip out his hand mirror and readjust his beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, t a 10 minute time. Um, what does everybody want to do during this time? It's, it's a downtime, nothing excessive, but I imagine, uh, Quox, you said you're going to kind of tinker with the bot. Not with the bot, like, the, I can get to the computer panel now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> sure, give me another uh, computer check. Let's see if you can pick up any more info now that you're on the ship. Okie dokie. Oof. With an 11. 11. It's, it's not as good as the rolls last time, but you are connected to the ship's computers, so you are able to get better life scans. Uh, you notice that there are a large amount of uh, life readings coming from the bar, uh, which is marked on the uh, the map as the room to the south of uh, your current location. Um, furthermore, uh, there's some life elsewhere in the ship, but it's obscured and, and, and hazy data, so you're not quite sure uh, where or what it is. Um, but the uh, the bar signature is reading about at least 10 uh, life forms. And if anybody else has anything in particular they would like to do, speak now or forever hold your peace. Otherwise, we will move on to the uh, ominous hallway just outside this door. <laughs> the ominous the hallway. hallway. Ominous hallway it is. Okay. Yep. Um, in this hallway, there are uh, three doors. Um, one, one door to the south, uh, one to the north, and one to the far east. This hallway is almost 100 feet long. Very, very long hallway. All of these doors are shut. And as you walk down the hallway, you do notice that the cameras uh, that are in the hall, much like the one in the other room, are just kind of slowly panning to follow you as you walk down the hall. Which door would you like to open first? <laughs> Mac, well, what, you're the leader. You tell us. Well, Quonk, you were you were saying that the, the bar is where people are? Yes. There are 10 life signs in there, and there are some on the other part of the ship, but the stupid computer wouldn't tell me what it was. Well... All right, let's push all six forward and go into that bar. Go on, all six on that bar door. As you approach the door, you see that it has been jammed shut. It looks like from inside. Um, I will permit you, I, I, the module will permit you a strength check or an engineering check, either to force the door or disable it and open it respectively. I will do an engineering check. And everybody can go help you. I've got a plus 12. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, no problem. And you still managed to fail. Yeah, I know. Negative one, so Rolled a two, and got a 14. The cutoff is 15. And uh, it's not good enough. Uh, you cockily push aside the offer of help and begin punching a radical <laughs> make it worse. And a uh, second door slides down in front of the first door. It's like the last door. <laughs> Would anybody else like to try and, and improve the situation? This is taking too much time. I, I'm going to force it open. I think that just means that that's, you know, just not where we're supposed to go. We could just go on. Well, let me, let me just try. Can, can we just knock? Hey, Nako's got it. <laughs> 27. Jesus. Boom, baby. <laughs> just like casually lift up the blast door and then push it aside to open the door. <laughs> As you open the door, a uh, a laser blast pings off the door frame next to you. Whoa! We're, we're oh. looking for Nako Nashkin. Stay back! Stay back! I'll no shoot friend, you. No friend! Sorry. What? Just stay out! How do I know you're not with? How do I know you're not with them too? We're 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 not with anyone. Well, we're, we're together. 
I'm with them. We're looking for our captain. We don't. We haven't seen anybody. It's just us in here. Just, I can't trust you. Stay out. Um, Are you the ones missing all of your pets? <laughs> no, the stupid computer thinks we're pets. We don't. We don't have pets. pets besides the point. What are you just? Just all right. Just shut the door. Shut the door. This, it's not safe. Well, we're we're coming in, new friend. I'll shoot you if you walk in that door, and you can hear the priming of a laser pistol from inside. Um, new friend, is there a vest in there? I don't I mean, have to tell you anything. All right, so <laughs> if that's the case, well, they said walk, so I'm going to run in. Like, <laughs> run in. <laughs> okay, let me, uh, As, let me see real quick here. Kelly, um, did you think you were getting away from the shenanigans? <laughs> does a 14 hit your EAC? Oh, yeah, it totally hits my <laughs> Okay, so as you run in, you catch a laser, uh, a pistol, laser pistol blast to the chest, and they're going to take uh, two damage, uh, followed by an immediate, oh, my God, what is that? Not walking. Like, don't shoot, not, not shoot. walking. Not they're... walking. I don't okay. think you understand. We are following your orders. Just stay. Don't move. Oh, running my God. Why this so Running hard? in, new friend. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, they're clearly not with the ship. There's something else. All right, stand down, stand down. And you can see from uh, from your newly acquired vantage point of sprinting into the room, there are a series of tables and chairs stacked up uh, along the bar. Uh, in this room, smooth wooden flooring and paneled walls give this chamber an air of elegance. It is immediately countered by the obvious mess and rank smell of body odor and other foulness. Uh, in the aft part of the room is a bar made from real mahogany, which is very specific. It is real mahogany. <laughs> in front of the bar are several stools. Behind it is a non-functioning husk of a bartender robot, an unmarked door. Half a dozen of the aforementioned tables are pushed up against the forward wall to make barricades. Behind this barricade are an odd dozen of various people, including a Lashunta uh, holding a smoking laser pistol and beginning to apologize profusely for shooting what is effectively a space teddy bear. <laughs> uh, just, okay, okay, sorry. I just we're we're a little jumpy. Um you're clearly not with the ship. I don't even what what are you? Have you what? ever seen a Skinner Manor before? No, I I can't say that I have. Is that the real mahogany? <laughs> Only the best on this pleasure barge, apparently. Including we're, the we're, best rampant AIs. We're we're here to help, new friend. We're here to help and and, and find Nako Nechkin. Marco yes. Nechkin. Yes. Is that the captain you were talking about? Yes. 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 We have not seen such a captain. What, is he also a skittermander? No, he he's a vesk. Huh. I, were, were you not listening when I asked glorious. if you'd seen a vesk? I was a little preoccupied with shooting what I thought would be the, the drones and machinations of this ridiculous AI that's got us hostage in here. Hey, I listened to that AI and the drones. We don't sound anything like them. Um... It's forgive me. We've been here for almost a week. Um, uh, you know, maybe you got off on the wrong foot. Let me let me introduce myself. My name's Vornia, uh, Vornia Kapali. Uh, I work with uh, an organization from Castrovel. I'm basically a biologist, but uh, I, I guess I'm kind of the leader around here. And she gestures to the the uh, remainder of the inhabitants of this room who are cautiously peeking out from behind the. Um, the barricades, and you see uh, different things like Yasoki, uh, Kasatha with a cybernetic arm. There's a Vesk actually here, although it is not Nakonechkin. 
um, and uh, an android, a gnome, and a couple of humans, and another race that I forgot to write down. Um, <laughs> but they exist there too. Um, and uh, furthermore, there is a pile of blankets and clothes in the far back left of the room, and on it is a unconscious man wearing a emerald Empyrean uh, uniform. So I, I like to think that it, like when I said, "Is that real mahogany?" I like skittered up to the to the thing, and I'm just like touching it. But then, like as soon as I see all these other aliens pop their head out, I'm just like, "Oh." <laughs> There are so many different species of aliens here. Oh, it's not that you're so cute. They are so cute and tiny. Oh, I mean, they're, they're like, wait, no, I'm, I'm tiny. Damn it, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you are tiny too. You are um, still playing a tiny character. Damn it. <laughs> thought I'd get to tease him for a hot second. Hurons, that's what I thought. That's what I forgot the name of the uh, race. The little bug uh, starfinder creatures, uh, the edge Hurons. Um, they are uh, also there. They are uh, starting to come out from behind the barricade as uh, Vornia says, you, why are you, how did you even find us? We've been, we've been in no space for weeks. I... We were clearly meant to find you. I really like meeting new kinds of aliens. Hi, I'm Kazi Gus. Kazi Gus. It's up a distress signal. It was absolutely written in the stars that we would be here with you. Really, huh. it's the job. We're, we're here to salvage, but also find Nako Neshkin. I didn't know we were sending out a distress signal. Maybe, maybe the engineer managed to pull it off. I don't know, he never came back, but, um, so here's the deal. I guess you're stuck here with us. Um, I mean, do you have a ship? Can we, can we get off this ship? It is not, I, our, our ship is not big enough for all of you. No, but oh. I can start helping now. And I start okay. testing, uh, tokens. From my, uh, spell to start cleaning everybody up because they're <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic um vornia fills you on the situation uh, about two weeks ago the ai started to glitch uh, right at the maiden launch of the emerald empyrean this is the first ship of its kind and uh a little maybe about two or three days into the first drift jump on this uh, intergalactic sightseeing voyage the ai decided that its passengers were not relaxed enough and uh, determined that the best place to take non-relaxed passengers would be empty space, uh, where they would have no distractions and would be able to relax. Uh, furthermore, uh, M2 has begun pumping sedatives into the atmosphere of the ship in order to help with relaxation. These people have holed up in the bar in order to stay away from the security robots and the other various defenses that M2 is wielding against uh, its clientele and passengers. Uh, they've been here for two weeks, have not been able to move, have been subsisting off of entirely alcohol and prepackaged creations, and desperately want to get off the ship. And she points to the man in the corner and says, that one over there is an engineer. He tried, he tried to stop him too, but he didn't do a very good job of it. He stumbled back here and passed out. I think he got shocked or something. He's got burns all up the side of his body. Um, How big is our ship? Oh, uh, the, it, the, the clutch is very small. Okay. Not, it not barely fits us and our boss, I think. Yeah, it, it is a very tiny ship. Um, and she says, so if you're looking for your captain, I, I, I guess, I mean, if he's not here, and he's got to be in one of the other rooms, probably on the top deck, because I don't think that, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that um, M2 is locked down the lower deck. So, I mean, there's the gaming room to the north, just across the hall. 
there's that there's that observation deck but i wouldn't go in there uh because something's wrong with it it's dark it's too dark and then past that is the massage room which is great before it started trying to pummel us but well i, I guess i don't know if you find your captain do you think you can maybe go and get help or something maybe even oh oh are you are you is anybody here skilled with computers can anybody can anybody do you think you can shut down an ai i can certainly try I it sounds like a good challenge i'm all about helping you this will be fun with my negative one to computers i am positive that this can be handled and my axe <laughs> perfect uh, i'm gonna go over to the injured person and i want to do a medicine check to see if i can help them Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Necessary plot devices. Please go ahead. That's a 12. That's a 12. That's good enough. Um, it is very clear that this this uh, this human has been burned badly by an electrical blast. Um, on his uniform is a singed name tag denoting him as Locke Lindler uh, and as an engineer of the crew. Um, he's, he's wounded. Um, in, in game terms, he's at zero hit points and is stable. Uh, but he will need healing at some point, and doesn't look like these people have any uh, opportunity to do so. Oh, well, this is easy. And so I'll go over to the bar and grab some alcohol and um, anything else I see that looks like a home remedy. And I'll start mixing stuff up and go back over. You know, and so I read a book once that said, yeah, uh, Back before we had technology that was really good for healing, people would do this. And I'll take some of like the cherry juice and I'll wipe it on a burn. And then I'll take alcohol and pour it on top of it. And then oh. it off. And then once that's sterile. <laughs> Quote unquote. Yeah. I'll, I'll make a mash of whatever else I find that sounds reasonable that would be in here. And make okay. a poultice of it and wrap it around the burn that is the least damaged damage okay. to try um, to help them. It does not help. No. It, does not. it looks like it's maybe potentially helpful. That alcohol cleans stuff off. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of your, what you put on put on on very deep burns. Um I don't suppose you'd like to try something a little bit more impactful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I absolutely do. I'm just looking at what I have as for this character for healing, because I've never played a mystic. I see that I have a serum of healing mark one. You also have a spell, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I have mystic. Well, I probably am mistaken. But. You're not. <laughs> I don't think I can spend that a whole lot of, I've only got like three uses of it. It's a, it's a one shot, love. Just do it. Yeah, go, go waste all your healing. I mean, uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'll use the uh, healing thing mark one because I always roll balls for those. Yeah, okay. So, see how much healing you give uh, poor wounded luck. What is that? It's... D8? Plus yeah, 1D8. Fantastic. High quality. Eight points. Eight, Eight points, god damn. Damn. You, uh, you just like plunge the healing hypo into his chest and, and he immediately comes back to consciousness, looks at his arm, looks at you holding the syringe, looks at his arm, looks at you, and then begins to scream. Uh, after <laughs> a few seconds, he calms down and goes, oh, oh God, I thought I was a goner. Did, did you, did you, did you save me? It's what we do, yes. Oh, I haven't seen a scary <laughs> since, in so long. 
What are you doing on this ship? You've got to get off. The AI is rampant. I tried to shut it down, but it it burned me. It attacked me. Wait, why are you here? Are you pirates? Have you seen Nako Nechin? Who? Na Nako Neshkin. Who? No? I'm not pirates, but I've always wanted to meet one. I think they'd be very interesting. Oh, wait. So. Has he been unconscious for two weeks? Uh... He's been unconscious for a couple of days now. None of us really know what to do, so we just kind of put him in the corner and hope for the best. I hand him a cherry. He must be hungry. He <laughs> accepts it. And then I take my stethoscope and I start listening to his temple. <laughs> I'm still on top of the bar, so I'm going to scurry over to the Sheeran and uh -huh. just, like, without even just, like, asking permission, I'm just going to, like, touch his antenna. <laughs> the antenna retracts quickly into its head. Just the one I've always wanted to know if they did that. Thank you. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> kind of chitters at you in a language you don't quite understand and then reaches out and taps you on the forehead. All right. We need to know, is there a way to shut the computer down? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's what I was trying to do. Uh, M2's closed off the, the main access normally, but there's there's a secret way in. Um, you can get into the vents. Yeah, I'll, I'll mark it. Uh, let's see. Let me get you a copy of the of the ship map here. Um, are you going to be able to, sh to shut it down? Do you think? Well, we'll use all six and try. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. So here, let me put this down, and uh, and he marks the spot on the map, uh, which is he just marks secret passage. Um, <laughs> and um, also uh, on the lower decks, he marks where the computer cars are. And he says you'll need to shut off all three of these cores to disable M two, but uh, oh God, be careful. She's She's gone completely off the rails. She's got traps and, and, and roaming. The security guards are turned against us. It's just, it's dangerous. Well, she's obviously blind because she thought we were pets, so. All right, that's insulting, isn't it? A little bit. You probably fell under height tolerance. I'll have to work on that bug if, oh, we're, we're probably never going to put out another AI ship. Oh, this is going to be so bad for PR. Um, I think you have bigger problems in PR right now. Yeah, there that's a bigger problem than PR. Good point, but yep. yeah, but if back, I'll probably get killed by IT. So we'll see how it works out. Um, and uh, out of character, that's that's about all there is to do here. Unless you want to drink a whole lot of shitty alcohol, it's probably only like like the flavorings left at this point. Um, <laughs> and creme de menthe. And creme de menthe. Yeah, it's only creme de menthe and like. Uh, Fucking botanicals, just not to mix together. Um, yeah. I would go to the alcohol uh -huh. and make a very potent gin floral based pure alcohol beverage. <laughs> okay. And bring it back over to Locke and tell them. So the book I read says you should apply this to all of your burns, three times a day, as long as you can stand it. <laughs> Is there like a, like a cherry and a little cocktail straw floating on the top? <laughs> yes. Um, he looks at me and goes, oh, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do that. Thanks, thanks, uh, Doc, I guess. Uh, that will get you through until a real technology-based healing thing can, can deal with it. This is folk remedies. He kind of nods and like slowly sets it down on the floor next to him. I turn to uh, the woman who shot at me, who shot me, and say, you know what? You shot me. You should be taking care of this. 
You should be my hands while I'm gone. Marnius is. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Stay. I just. Yeah, you know, I, I can he do that. He doesn't have enough hands. What am I supposed to do? Just put this stuff on his burns? And the guy's like, uh -uh, shaking his head. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, I'll, I'll figure out how to do it. And she like picks up the, the glass with a rag and pours some <laughs> on the rag and starts advancing towards the guy. <laughs> Perfect. Come on, Decoyo. We have an AI to beat. All right, new friends, let's go. Back out in the hallway, there's a northward door that leads to the gaming room and an eastward door that leads to the observation deck. And um, are the vent accesses up here or somewhere else? Far east end of the ship. Far east. Okay. I'm just going to like affectionately pet the mahogany like one more time and then scurry away. <laughs> Since they don't know where our captain is, we should check every, every room, right? Well, I already did a computer scan and there's nothing in that other room. That's true. Nothing alive. It's the gaming room with which there is a gaming You really room. think he'd be dead? I don't know. That guy was beat up. I, I think that we, we if we're going to search everywhere, we need to turn the computer off first. Okay. Observation deck? Observation deck. Observation deck. As the door opens, you the light from the hallway stops uh, not more than 10 feet into the room and seems to be almost swirled and bent uh, towards these these onyx rocks that are sitting on pillars. Four uh, pedestals, each top, top, topped with one of these large onyx chunks. And the light is almost getting bent and sucked into these into these things. Um, it, it's impossible to see in here unless you guys have dark vision. Um, the light stops uh, just within 10 feet. Um, the circular chamber uh, contains, you can barely make this out from, from the place you're starting at, but it contains two rows of curved reclining seats around the central space. The ceiling is made of transparent aluminum, but there are uh, uh, panels that are slid over the top on the outside, which like armor panels to block the view. Um, and uh, there's the door that you just came through, and you can see the faint glow of an exit sign across the way. Okay, so... I have an exocortex. Uh -huh. Can my AI go head to head with our rogue AI and see if it can? I have no idea how to actually use this thing. So <laughs> I want to see if I can debug the crazy AI using my exocortex. You will need to get direct access to the core to do that. Um, however, those among you who are skilled in such skills may roll a mysticism or a physical science check. Um, for me to notice something interesting about the darkness. Oh, I actually do physical sciences. Ooh, I got a 31. Physical sciences? Or mysticism, I got a 31. With a 24! Uh, <laughs> um, it's nice. very easy to identify this as magical darkness, um, and it seems like it's being powered by these four onyx pedestals, which I know is a shock, but uh, <laughs> that's how it be. Um, you seem to think that if you disable at least three of these four pedestals, the darkness will dissipate. And as you are studying these pedestals, you notice something moving in the darkness. Several somethings, actually, as six cat-sized centipedes leaking darkness from between their segmented bodies start to stalk out of the shadows towards you. Uh, uh -uh. So cat-sized is about half our size. Almost sized yeah. Uh -uh. Nope. 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 
Kevin Kelly. Look, a shadow creeper. I will give every all of a surprise round to act. Do skittermanders have dark vision? Question of the day. They have low light vision. Low light vision. Okay, so you guys can see about 20 to 30 feet into the ring. You can't quite see the edge. You definitely see the moving cat's eye centipedes coming straight for you. And uh, we'll go ahead and have y'all roll initiative. And uh, but you will have a surprise round. What is it with you as darkness creatures? I didn't, I didn't write this. <laughs> I know you didn't write it, but it's just but I so happy they're here. They, they follow you. Mm -hmm. Because deep inside my soul, mm. it's pure darkness. Why is shop only at Hop Topic? Hop Topic? <laughs> Hop Topic. <laughs> wow. Frog themed clothing store. <laughs> All right. It's very topical. <laughs> I. It looks like Gazagaz will again be leading us on our merry journey here, <laughs> unless Koyo rolls higher than the 21. No, no, I rolled a seven. Uh, yep, way down. Sorry, I had to scroll really far down to find you. Um, Gazagaz, take us away. You have a surprise round. Uh, it means everybody's going to be able to go through one turn, and then we will again turn to the top. The shadow creatures, yeah, shadow creepers not having acted in the first round. All right, well, unfortunately, I am positioned terribly behind everyone else. Um, so, Gazi Gaz is going to. And on that note, we leave you with our cliffhanger for the skitter shot. What will Gazi Gaz do next week? We'll have to tune back in to find out. We want to thank Callie so much for helping run this, and we're really excited to be doing this GM swap. Unfortunately, Mew's not able to do the GMing for Roll to Fail, but I will be stepping into that seat. So we'll see how much they torture me or I torture them as we also do the skitter shot. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Experience Point Starfinder. If you're looking for more Starfinder podcasts in your life, we recommend checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. They are five friends who have no business behind the mic or rolling dice. If you like what we've created, then you should check out the other two podcasts on our network. Cuminera releases every other Friday with Kelric stepping into the GM seat for this adventure utilizing Numenera a system by Money Cook Games. This unlikely team is working for the Order of Truth to help communities under the influence of the strange and weird effects of Numenera. They may even actually help people if they would agree on something. What could possibly go wrong? Pun Times is a collection of limited-run campaigns of smaller TTRPG systems and games. The inaugural game is Slasher from Higher Grounds Games. Mark your calendars and be sure to catch our final session, streamed live on the Experience Points Twitch on Monday, April 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't want to wait that long? You can catch Session 2 on demand on our Twitch in the meantime. And coming at the end of April, the campaign will be released as a monthly podcast. Stay up to date on all three Experience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on experiencepoints.com. Pardon our dust as Kenny continues updating the website. It looks better and better with each passing week. Until next time, Adventure Hookers.